Welcome to the Anchor Within podcast. I'm Lena, a physical therapist, speaker, and multi-passionate woman driven by empowering you to become the woman that you were meant to be. And honestly, I am a woman just like you trying to figure out this whole life thing as I navigate the messy middle in real time. This podcast is all about transparency and the not-so-glamorous raw conversations and difficult lessons that we're going through in real time together. We intertwine all aspects of health, wellness, personal growth, and mindset work to anchor within our own strengths and desires so that we can co-create the purposeful, fulfilling lives we crave to live. We strive to empower and encourage each other to build the stable foundations that we need to remain steadfast in pursuit of becoming the fulfilled, resilient, impactful women we are meant to be. You ready? Let's dive in. Hey, hey, what is up? I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because this is a topic that has been hot and on the front burner of so many conversations that I have been having lately with so many different people. And if you couldn't tell from the title of the episode when you clicked on it, we're talking about burnout. And it is such an important conversation to have because so many of us are constantly go, go, going without taking a very much needed rest and a step back. And then we see our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health all start to steadily decline. We get tired, we get uninspired, more easily annoyed and frustrated by the people and the things that don't typically annoy and frustrate us. Um, Things we love start to become a chore. We start to resent the things that bring us joy because we force ourselves to do them. And there's just so much that happens when we feel really burnt out. But the biggest thing, at least for me, is that you just feel so absolutely depleted of everything, energy, health, um, enthusiasm, inspiration, even the ability to just carry on a simple conversation with the clerk at the grocery store, right? The simple things become so hard when we're on the brink of burnout or when we get to burnout because we didn't realize that we were almost there. And this is what really happened to me with this podcast because when I first got pregnant, like February, March of this year, Um, we were also renovating a house and finalizing wedding details. And I was just so tired and exhausted. And I felt like complete and utter shit most of the time, but I still forced myself to show up and be here and record this podcast. And what I found was that forcing myself to show up here became a chore and it made my creative outlet, this podcast, something that I actually didn't like to do anymore because it felt like something just another thing off of my never-ending, always somehow self-replenishing to-do list, right? It felt forced and it just wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't a creative outlet. It was something that I had to actually sit down and really think about rather than just sitting down and talking, right? Something that I began to really resent and I didn't want that because I knew that if I continued down that path, this podcast wouldn't, wouldn't survive, I wouldn't do it anymore. So I had to really take a step back months of inconsistency and showing up really when I had that little bit of inspiration and creativity in me, um, but not forcing myself to do it just because I had formed a consistent routine um, of doing it prior to everything kind of (laughs) happening in my life, right? And I got so burnt out by trying to also prioritize everything in my life as number one that I ended up losing this, this podcast, that one thing that brought me back to life, the one thing that truly lights me up, right? And those things are being here with you, speaking life into you, sharing my struggles in hopes that maybe my struggle will help you resonate with something and will help you kind of get through a really hard time in your life too, right? But what I realized 
in this was that I cannot, I absolutely cannot speak life into you when I feel like there's no life left in me. And by forcing myself to keep showing up, I just kept draining every little ounce of life and energy that I had left. And it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I just could not even show up if I tried right? And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you felt that way in your job, in a relationship, in maybe you're writing a book, maybe you have a podcast, maybe you just have so much going on in your life right now that everything feels like you are completely depleted and drained to the point where you can't possibly give anymore without feeling like you're just going to fall over and not be able to get back up, right? Burnout is so real, but it can be avoidable if we take care of ourselves the right way. If we allow ourselves to really just listen and just be present with our bodies and our minds and our hearts, right? Before I go any further, I really want to address some things, some signs of burnout that really show up for me. Maybe you can relate to these too. Um, because often we don't realize that it's starting because we ignore the signs of burnout. Or if you're like me, you like to blame those signs on something else (laughs) rather than admitting that you're just feeling burnt out or over it or that you're doing too much or not enough of the things that actually bring you joy. So the first thing that really comes up for me as I start to feel this burnout or as I start to become burnt out, I have, I don't feel it yet, but when you, when I start to get to the point of burnout, I start lacking creativity, right? especially in this space, in this podcast space. I couldn't even come up with a topic to talk about, let alone sit here and record even a minute or two of an episode. I felt so completely drained and uninspired to the point where I wasn't even getting inspired by reading a book, listening to other podcasts, watching a movie, like journaling, the things that I used to do to feel inspired that always helped me, that always helped me get in that headspace just weren't working. And I was like, there's something not right here. There's something going on that is really holding me back. And it took me a really long time to realize that I was just so over it, so exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I was just over it. And I needed to take that step back to really refill my own cup so that I can find that creativity again right? The other thing is you feel really forgetful. (laughs) And this is a huge red flag for me. And no, I know what you're thinking. It is not just pregnancy brain, (laughs) though that doesn't help the situation, but it's not just that. I've noticed that when I'm really close to burnout, I am always more forgetful than normal. And I just, I don't have a clear mind. I don't have a clear space to think, to be creative, to show up the way that I want to show up, not just on the podcast or on Instagram or in a business, But in my life in general, I don't show up as the person that I want to show up as. I'm tired. I'm easily irritated, which is the next thing I want to talk about. You're always tired and irritable. Um, Everything and everyone makes me want to rip my hair out or cry or punch a wall or do all three at the same time, (laughs) right? And maybe you felt that way too. And I never realized it was a sign of burnout. I just thought it was always the person around me or the situation that I was in. And I never really put the blame back on myself. I never pointed the finger back on me to see what am I doing that is making me feel this way, right? And another thing that happens when you're close to burnout is a change in your sleep. You either sleep a lot more than you're used to and or you sleep a lot less. You just can't wake up in the morning. You wake up more tired. You wake up more often throughout the night. Your quality of sleep is worse. 
um, you, I just any change in your normal sleep pattern can be a sign of burnout. Another thing that's really common is physical pain, right? Our stress, especially when it's constant and chronic, begins to manifest itself physically in our bodies. Headaches, sore throats, sinus infections, ear infections, joint pain, muscle soreness, you're more prone to injury or you're working out and you sprain an ankle doing something that shouldn't have sprained your ankle, right? Your body just kind of becomes weaker, but pay attention to these things, especially if they're not things that happen to you often, right? Because your body is literally telling you when you're doing too much, when you're on the verge of burnout, when you are too stressed and not spending enough time slowing down and taking care of yourself, These physical pains, these physical signs that we start to feel as we get close to burnout are a blessing. So listen to them and slow down so that you can avoid that feeling of complete depletion and exhaustion because that's not a fun space to be in. And it takes a long time to get out of that complete depleted and exhausted state once you're already there. So let's learn to notice these signs before we get to the point of no return. Because once you get to that point, it's really hard to pull yourself back up and you feel like even more of a failure or you feel even more exhausted, more tired because you can't pull yourself out of that, right? Other signs of burnout are things like finding yourself in more, quote, bad moods or you're complaining more. You have a more negative outlook on everything. You have difficulty concentrating. You begin to doubt yourself or what you're doing. You start to resent other people in your life who aren't doing anything wrong, right? You can honestly, there's so many other ways that you can feel burnout. Everyone is different. Everyone experiences things differently, obviously. But these are just some of the most common things that come up for me when I'm getting close to burnout. And it's taken me a long time to realize that that's what those things mean for me. But I'm going to share those with you because maybe some of them are the same for you too, right? And those are also the things that I tend to blame on everyone else. (laughs) And that's another way that I know that I'm getting close to burnout is because I start to blame all of these signs on other things, other people, other situations. For example, if I have a change in sleep, it's like, oh, well, I'm just pregnant, so that's normal. If I'm feeling forgetful, blame the pregnancy. If I'm feeling less creative, oh, it's just because I'm too busy to think about it right now. But, big butt here, when I know myself, I know how my creativity works, and I don't know about you, but for me, creativity isn't something that I have to think about, right? It just comes to me. So me saying that I'm feeling less creative because I'm too busy to think about it is just not true. It's just an excuse, right? Things like, oh, my knees hurt, my feet and my hands hurt. Well, you know, we're renovating a whole house and we're just doing a lot. I'm not really getting a lot of time to rest on the weekends. Excuse. Um, my back hurts. Oh, that baby's just growing. Excuse. Bad mood. (laughs) Haven't slept well. Um, I'm irritable. Someone else did something to piss me off or they cut me off in traffic or whatever. It has nothing to do with me not, not doing the things that I want to do, right? Every one of those examples that I just shared with you is not anybody else's fault, but my own for not realizing that I'm doing too much and I'm not taking enough care of myself. I'm pouring too much out and not pouring enough back in to myself. You know, you get the point. We make excuses for ourselves because we don't want to admit that we're doing too much or that we're not doing enough of what brings us joy. Because if we admit those things, that means that we have to then reprioritize, 
a lot of the things that we've been doing. And we don't want to reprioritize because that means that something has to be dropped. And as an ambitious, go-getting kind of woman, you know that you constantly feel like you can't drop everything. Like you feel like the world is on your shoulders and everything has to be your number one priority. So let's first of all, give ourselves some grace and compassion to slow down and let's take care of ourselves first before we get to that point of complete depletion, exhaustion, emptiness, whatever it is. I've shared this analogy in previous episodes, but I'm going to share it again because maybe you didn't hear it. Maybe this is the first episode you're ever hearing. Maybe you forgot it, or maybe you just like me (laughs) didn't hear it the first time because you really weren't ready to hear it. Okay. And I don't remember where this came from. I know that it was from Rachel Hollis, but I don't know if it was from a podcast of hers or from one of her books, but regardless, it's a Rachel Hollis um, analogy that I have heard um, from one of her sources of knowledge, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, um, she talked about thinking ourselves like a glass or a vase full of water. And, you know, when you think of a vase, it's just standing there, right? If you knock it over, or if you take it, if you hold on to it and tip it, you're going to spill some of that water out, right? And if you fill it without stopping, it's going to continue to overflow. But here's what happens. When you constantly give a little bit each and every day or you know part of your day to somebody or to something, you have to physically tip yourself over for that water to flow out, right? What happens when that water level gets too low though, because you're constantly pouring into other people, is that you end up tipping over the vase or to the point where it even tips and shatters and it's then completely empty, right? But if you just stand there, if you just leave the vase alone and continue to fill it, what's gonna happen? It's gonna overflow, right? When you stand there still and strong in your foundation and you just pour into yourself, your own growth, your health, your values, your self-care, things that bring you joy, the things that light you up, eventually all of those things that you pour into yourself are going to overflow. They're just going to spill over into other areas of your life, into the other people around you. So you don't have to push yourself to pour into other people. All you have to do is pour into yourself and that's going to pour out to everyone around you, right? You end up pouring out even more when you pour into yourself. I know that it's super cliche, but remember that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes, it's a cliche, I know. But listen, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You only have so much to give before you completely deplete yourself. You have to take care of yourself first before you can take anyone else. Here's another cliche analogy. Every time you get onto an airplane, guess what they tell you? Put your oxygen mask on first in the event that there's an emergency. Then help the people around you, then help your child, then help whatever. But you can't help other people if you don't help yourself first right? Listen, you're allowed to be your number one priority. And that is the number one way that you're going to be able to avoid burning yourself out completely. Not every single day has to be prioritized the same. Just because you're working on X doesn't mean that it has to be your number one priority every single day. It can be two or three on your list one day, first the next day, and then maybe on the third day, it's not even on your list because there's other things to do. It's okay to reprioritize day by day to make things easier on yourself. I understand that there's work deadlines, school deadlines, things that have to absolutely be met and you just have to push through sometimes. That's just life. You just have to get shit done. But for the most part, 
you're, it's not a concrete deadline. (laughs) And it's okay, even when you have a concrete deadline to just push something off for 30 minutes because you really just need a rest. Take a step, go take a 10 minute walk outside, just sit outside on your porch or on your lawn or whatever, and just breathe for 10 minutes and then come back in because taking that step away, even when you have a deadline, is going to help you be able to rejuvenate whatever creativity you need to rejuvenate in your brain, take some time away, don't think about it, and then come back to the project, the idea, whatever it is that you're taking some time away from, come back to that with a fresh mind because that's gonna help you then do it even better and complete it rather than forcing yourself into half-assing something, right? Because in life, there are very few concrete deadlines, And even when there are, it's important to take that step away. It's okay that the thing that you're doing right now isn't your number one priority all of the time. Some days you have to be your number one priority. That can look like meditating, working on a course that you're in, moving your body, cooking dinner instead of getting takeout, binging your favorite Netflix show, whatever that looks like for you, you have to rest and you have to take care of yourself. Productivity does not have to be your number one priority every single day. And I will even go to argue that rest is productive. Self-care is productive. Time away from a project, a an idea, a person. Those things are productive because again, like I just said, you're rejuvenating all of the ideas. You're taking a step away so that you can come back to it with a clear mind. It doesn't always have to be your number one thing. And I spoke on this on my friend Megan's podcast, um, The Power Within Her, a few weeks ago about managing stress and overwhelm and how to just, and how just because something is aligned for you doesn't mean that it's not a lot or overwhelming or stressful, right? (laughs) And I'm actually, I'll link that um, episode in the show notes for you guys to listen to because it was really powerful. And we talked about a lot of different things that can be useful, especially when you're in the beginning of feeling burnout. So I'll link that in the show notes. Um, but we also talked about this concept of prioritizing things differently every day in that conversation. And something else that Megan brought up that I really loved was another analogy of how everything we juggle as ambitious women just feels like this big glass ball. And it feels like we're constantly juggling glass balls. And if we drop them, it's going to shatter and completely be destroyed. And that's what it feels like when you feel like you have the world on top of your shoulders all of the time, that you have to get everything done all of the time and be on top of everything without taking care of yourself. And if we're dropping one that shatters, we feel like we completely get derailed. But the truth is that not everything in our life is glass. Very few things are actually glass that we're juggling, right? A lot of those things don't have to be our number one priority every single day. Some of those balls are made of rubber or plastic or whatever, something that when you drop it is not gonna fall or it's gonna bounce back, right? We're allowed to allow ourselves to drop them for a minute, a day, a month, a season. Not everything has to be, nor can it be your number one priority all of the time. It is just impossible for 10 things to be number one. There can only be one number one. So ask yourself every single day, what is the one thing that absolutely needs to be done today? What is the one ball I just cannot drop? What is the one thing I can put on the back burner today? Okay, did I give you enough cliches to get my point across? Remember that just because you take a step back or you drop a rubber ball doesn't mean that you can't pick it back up when and start again when you're ready. When that rubber ball becomes a glass ball, you can pick it back up and start juggling. 
You can put it down for the time being. It does not have to be number one all of the time. It's impossible. It really is. You can't have 10 number ones. You can only have one number one. That's how that works, (laughs) right? Just because you're taking a step back doesn't mean you're failing. doesn't mean you're giving up. It just means that right now, that is not the number one thing that needs to get done. And that's okay, right? Here is your very, very unnecessary permission slip from me to take a step back and reevaluate the priorities in this season of your life. Know that it's more than okay to not be 100% productive 100% of the time. It's okay if your priorities shift day to day. Maybe you're writing a book and today you just really aren't there. The writer's block is real, but you're sitting here trying to force yourself. Don't force yourself, okay? It doesn't have to get done right now. You can write these next 10 pages tomorrow and that's okay to do. When you feel better tomorrow, take today to take care of yourself and then come back with a fresh mind tomorrow, right? It's okay to take a step back, to take time for yourself, heal, rest, rejuvenate. And especially if you're going through a really hard season of life right now, maybe somebody you know is ill. Maybe somebody you know is having an issue. Maybe you're having an issue. Maybe you're having a health concern. Maybe you just lost a job. Maybe you're moving to a new place. Whatever it is, you're in a really hard season of your life right now. Remember that you don't have to force yourself to show up. You're allowed to take a step back from the book, the podcast, the Instagram, the job, whatever. Do the things that you absolutely need to do, obviously, but allow yourself the grace and the compassion to step away from the things that maybe you love to do, but right now they just feel like another item on your to-do list. I don't ever want you to feel like I did about the things that bring you joy and make your days fun. Because when I was forcing myself to show up to this podcast and on Instagram, the process and the journey were daunting and I started to resent it. I started thinking about quitting and giving up for good. And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to lose your creative outlet. I don't want you to lose the things that make you feel good and happy because you're beginning to force them because you feel like you have to show up and do them just because you started, right? You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to take a step back. You don't have to force yourself into doing things that you love to do. Sometimes just because you love something doesn't mean that it has to be your number one priority right now. Because if you force it to be your number one priority, you're going to end up making it a chore. You're going to end up presenting it and you're going to end up losing it for good if you continue down the path of forcing it. And then you get to the burnout and the complete depletion and exhaustion, and you just have nothing left to give. I want you to realize that if something isn't bringing you joy, or it's just not the thing that you thought it would be for you, you're allowed to walk away from it, right? You can say, you know what? I'm really glad that I did that. I'm really glad that I tried, or I'm really glad I stepped out of my comfort zone to try something new, but no, thank you. It didn't work for me. You can set boundaries, you can walk away, you can change your mind, and you can always come back and try again, right? You can start again, you can pick up where you left off. It doesn't mean ending for good, leaving it for good. It just means that you're taking some time to figure out what is actually worth it and what is something that you have to prioritize right now. Again, for the millionth time in this episode today, it does not have to be your number one priority every single day. And you're allowed to not prioritize certain things in certain parts of your life, right? Stop forcing yourself into a million different things without ever allowing yourself to take the time for you to rest, to rejuvenate, to recover, right? 
Here's a quick wrap it all up in a bow type moment on how to really avoid burnout. First, reprioritize every single day. Things are going to look different day to day. Your every single day doesn't have to look the same. Number two, set boundaries with yourself, your work, with other people, whatever it is, set the boundaries and stick to them. (laughs) Number three is taking care of yourself. Whatever that looks like. Maybe it's exercising, really focusing on your nutrition, a Netflix binge, a bath, a glass of wine, a lunch with your best friend. I don't know. Whatever your self-care looks like that day, just do it. It's going to be different every time for everyone, but realize that rest and self-care are productive and you need to do them. And then number four, and probably the most important that we haven't really talked a lot about, but this is something that has kind of been a really recurring theme in my life recently, and that's redefining success and what that means to you. And what I really want you to think about is what does success mean and what does it include? Because for me, success always used to mean, oh, I have X house, X car, X amount of money in my bank account. But really, that's not, that's not what it looks like for me anymore. What success looks like to me right now in this season of my life is my health is my number one priority. Taking care of this baby is my number one priority. My relationships are higher priority than they have been. My um, nutrition, right? Everything, success right now looks like wellness. Taking care of me the best that I can so that I can then show up as the best version of myself for the people who need me. So redefine what success means to you and allow it to include things that you didn't think were necessarily, quote, successful, because it means something different to everyone. It doesn't have to be money, cars, and flashy things, (laughs) Louis Vuitton bags, I don't know. Whatever success looks like to you, it's okay for it to not look like it does for your partner, your mom, your sister, your best friend, right? Redefine success and allow it to include your health as a big pillar, of it. Okay. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that you learned how to spot burnout, how you can maybe stop it before it gets too bad. Um, and if it was helpful for you, I would really appreciate it. If you could just screenshot it, add it to your stories and tag me or share it with a friend who, you know, needs to hear it. Um, because I know a lot of us need to hear it. (laughs) Um, so I, again, I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for being here in this space with me. I'm rooting for you always, and I will talk to you on Monday. Thank you so much for listening in. If this episode resonates with you, I would be so grateful if you would share it to your social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you and support you on your journey. Or if you could rate and review in your favorite podcasting app to help increase the reach and searchability so that we can grow our community of powerful, like-minded women and empower even more of us to go after the lives that we are meant to live. I'm so grateful for the growth and impact that we are creating together. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.